I I thought I would hear the wee tune as well. Your heart broken. I wanted That's to hear the wee tune at the start. No. I have to add that in later. Like I can't just uh, be throwing it in. I'll have I'll have it ready here in Spotify. Well. I'll play it. Um, I'll play it at the end for you. Don't worry. Right. Good luck. the mixed bag podcast this is another episode of the show delighted to be back after a few weeks off there and today i have a brilliant guest in evan broderick the kelly bags man and he is the the founder of broad fitness so we're going to be chatting today about some of his experiences um starting his own business and, and moving away for the summer as well so evan how are you i'm 100 nice. thank you very much for asking me on how are you getting on all's good now all's good over in spain at the moment Weather's probably a bit better than yours, so it's yeah. <laughs> good stuff. Geez, we had, a, we had a few great weeks there, so we did. It was absolute ridiculous heat, but I think I we're know, back uh, to back to normal now. Like, but yeah. what's it like over there? Yeah, it's on really like um, the environment, the atmosphere over here is like similar to what Ireland's like whenever you get a wee bit of sun. So ah, uh, yeah, yeah, it's like it's, I feel like it's like that the whole time. So I'm delighted to be over here now. It's on really. It's a bit of a change from Kelly Bags, anyway. I'm sure so. Certainly. Looking forward to getting back all the same, but it's definitely a bit of a change. When, when's, when's your plans to come back? you come back for championship or what's the story? Or? Yes, I'll be back uh, on the 16th, I think, is the date that I'm coming back. So a bit of time for Good that stuff. as well. Eh? Anyway, so I suppose we'll get into um, a bit more about you moving out to Spain and, and the company as well. But if you want to kind of bring it back to the start and, and your own journey, Evan, in terms of what you, what you studied and your interests and, and why you kind of wanted to start the business, I suppose, in the first place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I suppose whenever I done the leaving cert, I was seventeen. Um, and I was a young seventeen-year-old doing that as well. I had I knew I had a big interest in the gym. Um, a couple of people had told me that the the market was really saturated. There wasn't really much of a right okay business opportunity in that. And as I said, I was a young seventeen-year-old, so I was naive and listened to a lot of people that told me that. Uh, looking back. Yeah. You have some regrets, but it also, like, I mean, I'm 24 now, and it's got me to where I am now, so I got there in the end, but, uh, so I ended up going into business and sport after the leaving cert. Right. In IT Sligo. Um, there was some gym-based stuff there, but at the same time, I wasn't really sure what route I was going down. PE was in the back of my mind. I can't do teaching Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So done three years in business and sport for level seven and then level eight came around where I ended up going into marketing. Um, right, okay. Throughout the three years, that was something that kind of took my interest as well. As much as there was practical based stuff, there was a lot of um, classroom based stuff as well. And the marketing side of things was something that kind of prioritized and I had a big interest in it. Right. Um, so I ended up specializing in that and then... As I went to America for summer, I came back and started looking for jobs and then fell into a recruitment job whenever I came back from there. So it was all a bit of a <laughs> drastic turn, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. Did you, you skip TY, did you, in school? Is that why you were no, younger? No, TY. You did TY. Jesus, sir. <laughs> 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 Good job you did, hey? Um, 
very good um and you were saying as well earlier on about america that was kind of a bit of a turning point as well and you're obviously playing football for killy bags and playing football over there in america as well yeah yeah um was lucky enough to get the opportunity to head over there for a summer two years ago um one of the best summers of my life couldn't recommend it enough Aye. playing football over there um trying to put in a wee bit of a shift in the construction side yeah <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how well that went, but try to balance both of them now. It was on real summer. Yeah. Whereabouts were you? I was in Chicago. Oh, nice one, yeah. So, was there many over from, from Ireland or that you knew, or uh, did you meet a lot of people yeah, out there? met loads of people out there. Went over with one of my friends from home, um, and then two boys, it turned out that I was doing the course of Sligo with. I ended up living with them, which wasn't pre-planned. Oh, so right, okay. Yeah. And then met, uh, you meet endless people over there. There's loads of Irish, so. Yeah, really, really good. Yeah. What was the living situation like? I've heard a few horror stories from America, so <laughs> <laughs> I buried them too. Ours wasn't too bad. Though. Like we had, we had a brave enough house, and there's seven or eight of us in it. I think so. It wasn't as bad as the, the stories so I heard as well. Though. Yeah. How did you get on with the football over there? Anyway. The football was. We didn't go too far. Now it was a bit of an interesting summer that. Players start to come over as county teams kind of leave the right, championship okay. at home. Yeah. Um, and there was a deadline that you couldn't come out, I think, past maybe the middle of July or something, maybe the start of July. And a player came over from Armagh, I think it was, and he wasn't supposed to play. <laughs> Ended up playing, so the whole thing was put on the back burner. Right, uh, yeah. So the whole thing was delayed for ages because they broke rules or whatever. It was a big debates going on everywhere. No. Um, Nothing so, seems to be easy when you head over to American football. It's always some sort of controversies. <laughs> always a wee bit of drama involved in the sense of it. Yeah. When you were over there, did you get injured or what was the story? Or Yeah. So that was the situation. That's kind of where it all started with. Um, trying my best to stay in a bit of reasonable condition over there because I knew I was coming back to play football for Killy Bags. Right, yeah. So obviously I was playing football there, doing a bit of running and I was going to the gym, trying to get in maybe two, three times a week. Yeah. Um, going in and ended up doing a routine. You hear of everyone ego lifting out again. That's kind of where they were injured. It wasn't anything like that. It was a really simple squat with a goblet, goblet squat, sorry. Right. Um, excruciating pain on the way back up. Um, ended up putting my back out and it's something that Jesus. I would not, <laughs> would not wish on my worst enemy. Right. Um, was there with one of the boys I was living with and had to go straight home, walk straight home to his bike. 800 meters I'd say got back and lay in bed and a little bit of there I was going to be lying for the guts of a week anyway I would say jeez was it actually yeah yeah it was bad now what did you what ended up happening to it what was the story with it slip disc in L2 right and lumbar so it was bleak bleak stuff um did you get started over in America or what? Or? Yeah, so I've seen a couple of physios. It was coming towards the end of my time as well. So right. it was it was difficult to get someone seen as well because we had like finished up on the football. So we had access to physios during the football season, but we had gone out. So it was really hard to find one at that stage too. Ah, and the cost too, um, like right there. Exactly, yeah. I had seen one. Um, but he'd lift the walls as well. So he was really busy. So it was hard to get back to him a second time. Um, yeah. It was really hard to leave the house as well. Though. I definitely <laughs> wasn't yeah. great spirits for walking or anything. <laughs> Were you in a chair, like, or what was the story? Or? Uh, bed for seven days, ended up making my way towards the kitchen, um, 
just floated around the house for another week and then started to get to terms with walking, but it was a very, very gradual thing. Yeah. Um, so it was at that stage, really, it was everyone sees that I'm posting stuff about mobility and all that. It kind of it really uh, comes yeah. from a genuine spot. Um, that I was really reactive to it. And I kind of, the reason I posted is because I want people to be proactive and not have to go through something like that. Uh, yeah, no, fair enough. Like, I suppose, like, taking it from your own personal experience, you have a, exactly. you, you have a right to, to post it. Like, um, mm-hmm. was that kind of your first main major injury or was that kind of a bit of a shock to the system? Yeah. In terms of pain barrier, um, yeah. that would have been, you have, everyone has, I suppose, there will be small things here and there yeah, yeah. whenever you're involved in sport, but that was definitely one that, definitely was the biggest one, right? So. Yeah, yeah. So that happened in the middle of your course, was it, in, in Sligo, or was that near, towards the end of it? Is this the injury? Aye, that, that summer, was that during college? Oh, that like, was or just was that after, I had just finished the level eight, so it was just finished that in may right okay on first week in june grant so that did that kind of fast forward the idea of maybe starting your own thing or what was the story behind that or um it, it did in many ways uh i still went through whenever i got back i was still looking for office-based jobs i ended up falling into the recruitment role right. um so i went into that then on in around october at that stage september october right. um wasn't 100% sure where I was going, I suppose, so I ended up getting into that, and it wasn't something that I hated, but yeah. I think I just went in and I knew it wasn't something I was going to be doing for 30, 40 years, kind of thing. Aye, uh, yeah, yeah. So I think I tried to grind it out for a year. There's a lot of things I learned from it. Um, interviewing people one-to-one was <laughs> an interesting experience. Aye, uh, yeah. Uh, and there's a lot of things I learned from that environment, and some amazing people worked there, but I think it was in around March where I started to think about what the plans were and I was actually researching the personal training course that I'd done because right. they offer part-time and full-time so it was March where I started to research whether part-time was an option as I was still working in the office job <laughs> right. yeah you're recruiting then, yourself right <laughs> yeah pretty much and then um then Kobe came around then so I suppose that was kind of put on the back burner I from home up until up until September so I was with that with that company for a year yeah i'd say that that interviewing and stuff the the one-on-one particularly was probably very helpful for your what you're doing now like yeah i think that's another reason i think it really sped up my process and leaving that job because i kind of liked dealing with people one-to-one and that's yeah um and then it was flipped completely online um and as much as i like working online now, i think the people in an interview sense kind of didn't really enjoy it hi um Whenever there's a couple of interesting interviews now, <laughs> <laughs> there is a bit of crack with them now, but that uh, nah, was all a good experience though. Anything you can share, like, or not? <laughs> is it all confidential? <laughs> uh, that's hard to know. There was one fella anyway who rocked up. Um, <laughs> he put the phone on the table and it right. straight away that I didn't know where this was going. Um, asked him a couple of questions and he was no more intimidated than I don't know <laughs> what. Um, but the phone rang anyway, right. <laughs> and it happened. So I was, you know, I was willing to let him away with it if they were to yeah, yeah, yeah. apologize or whatever. He ended up answering the phone. <laughs> 
answering the phone, we could hear him chatting with his friend, and he was like, ah, come here, I'll be, I'm doing a wee interview here, I'll be in 10 minutes, 10 minutes or so. And he looked at me to give me the nod, and said, ah, yeah. is, it, is this going to be 10 minutes or so? <laughs> and then, that was pretty much the end of that. He hung up that phone, and it was, <laughs> he hung up the phone, and it was goodbye. <laughs> So, uh, very good. We're not all that bad now, but no. <laughs> uh, few pro tips there. Hey, bring in the phone with yeah. you. <laughs> yeah. During during COVID and all, you were obviously working from home, and was it kind of around then where you're like, you know what, like just I need to start doing something that I'm I'm more interested in. Yeah, definitely. Um, I'd say I like many other people. Whenever working from home situation came around, it was naive to how long it was going to go on for. I yeah. You thought this might be a two, four week job maybe. Um and as it kept going on, I started to think how long is this gonna go on for and where exactly am I going? Yeah. Um so as the year with the company was approaching, I thought that it was probably time to kind of pull the pin, learned an awful lot from it, and that's when I applied for doing the course in Belfast with Elite FBA. Right. Um so it was September time I left that job, and then it was end of October. Ended up moving up to Belfast and doing that there. Right. Okay. So was that twenty twenty then? Yes. So just there. Yeah, yeah. Just yeah. last year, right? Okay. I thought I saw you up in Belfast already. Right <laughs> <laughs> <was a> small <laughs> world. <laughs> yeah. Um. I how so how was the course up there? Like, was it was it good helpful for you, or what was the? Yes. Uh, it was amazing. I, I couldn't recommend it enough. Um. I think the stars started to really align for me at the time. I, I had put this personal training thing on the back burner for a long time. Right. So maybe my confidence in terms of whether I could actually do it could have been kind of low. Yeah. And then the environment that they set in there is it's unbelievable. The atmosphere is just everybody wants to get better. There's no judgments. It's just everybody wants to go out and improve people's lives as such. So it was perfect timing for me. Um, and along with that, they really put a massive emphasis on the mobility side of things and Right, okay. prerequisite movement qualities to do certain exercises um so it was really i think it, as much as i regret maybe not doing it everything sooner it, it really i think it was perfect timing yeah and, and how many were in the class like uh it was limited uh because of the covid situation Aye. in the north there as well but it was in the end maybe 15 i think 16 right okay not so bad and did you find that the kind of the people that were in on it as well had some sort of story like yourself where they might have got injured and this is kind of what they wanted to go into or was it more just kind of that they had interest in the gym and wanted to kind of share that yeah there was a massive array of different stories which was really interesting as well like there, was, there was a man there who was in his 50s who had delayed doing it for so long that he just knew now at the time right okay people yeah. fell into other careers because they had kids to look after and it was time for them to look after themselves now because the kids had grown up a wee bit and others that they were 18, 19, and they knew from the start what they wanted to do. So that's that's what was really interesting as well. Everyone had a really unique story. Aye, yeah, and it's it's kind of different to a normal lecture or classroom in, in college, like where everyone's in the same boat. Like, so it's probably great to have that more exactly. real life experience. Like, yeah, completely. On a day one, you're thrown in the deep end, speaking in front of everyone, um, doing Aye. a bit of a presentation on yourself. Like, and you start to learn about other people as well straight away. So it was really, really good. Yeah, and. Kind of when you end up finish, how long is that course? A few months is it, or is it two months? I two months. I yeah. So when you kind of finish that, what's the kind of the main career path for people? Is it to go into a gym themselves, or is it to actually open up their own sort of PT fitness um, 
Coming to both, whatever. yeah. Yeah, they provide a bit of assistance on whichever route you want to head down um, after you leave them as such in Belfast. If there's any questions or anything you need, they're never ever far away from giving you a bit of assistance. So the option for both is, is definitely there. Right, okay. And you'd always decided to, to do your own thing, was it? Or? Uh, I was debating a bit of both. Um, I just didn't think that there was a spot for me to do it locally. Right, um, okay, yeah. And again, having worked remote, having a bit of experience off that, I thought there was an opportunity for that when January came around, so I just went for it as such, and yeah. me to where I am, so it's going all right. Yeah, so when you kind of decided, right, okay, I'm going to I'm gonna give this a go, like, what were the kind of first steps that you needed to do in order to, to get it off, off the ground, like? There was a lot of behind-the-scenes kind of stuff um, Aye. that I hadn't any idea it would really need to be done. Um, you don't really think about this stuff though, like you just no, kind of, yeah. Absolutely not. Um, really, you're putting in big hours throughout the day. I'd be the first to say I wasn't great company to be around when I was with my friends because I was glued to my phone and thinking of other things really as such. Aye. Um, there was a friend I had in Sligo, Kelly McCaffrey, who was a massive help to me. Uh, he's doing what I'm doing. And he's right, okay. For four or five years. Uh, so any questions, I suppose I wasn't thrown in the deep end as such because he was a real guidance for it. But there's a lot of things, stuff behind the scenes you had to do and just what software you wanted to use. Um, Try yeah. and error with that there because if, I, if it was good in January, I'm still using it now. And if I hadn't prepped for that in January, I would have been mixing and matching and changing throughout the year. And it's all messy kind of stuff with that. Aye. But ultimately, I'd say I probably would have struggled big time only for the likes of Killian who... The guided me along the way who'd done it before. Yeah. Oh well you need those mentors and someone with a bit of guidance as well, like so um the ones in Belfast were they helpful as well and kind of starting to set yeah, it up or absolutely yeah. Um there was a group chat kind of set up for anyone who questions straight off the bat. And if you ever needed to contact them, they're extremely, extremely busy, but they'll always make time for you, which makes you Aye. feel really grateful for Great it. Great stuff, well. I I that's well worth doing that as well, like so um were you kind of were you nervous at all starting it, or did you feel fairly confident that you had enough experience to give it a go, or what was your feelings um, around that time? Working remote, I, did, I wasn't ultimately too nervous because I knew it was going to be remote from the start. Um, and whether or not I'll keep that going is something I still need to sort out. Um, yeah. But starting off in January, I wouldn't say I was too nervous because in terms of classes, I had brave enough bit of experience of doing them online on Zoom with locally with some teams. Um, and I was also doing free ones whilst I was in Belfast twice a week. Um, so, no, I wouldn't say I was massively nervous. Now, there's obviously some areas which were completely hmm. grey areas and such that I'd never even Aye. considered, but you had to embrace it all. Yeah, good stuff. And and did you find, can I get in a group or clients and all for the company? How did you find that initially? I'd say it would have been an awful lot tougher if I hadn't done some free stuff before that to be honest um right so when i was in belfast i was doing doing mobility classes on zoom with people um right okay. and a lot of people i think it was really perfect time in that sense too because a lot of people were working from home and they were working really sedentary jobs um, yeah. and with the covid situation and coming into winter as well it was hard to work an office job and then go out in the evening and get some exercise so people were really housebound for a yeah. long time um so whenever i was kind of offering something on zoom for free with a bit of a social interaction um 
can't hear them but exposure to what I offer what I'm all about yeah so and then some of those people are still with me today so I think that was a massive assistance yeah because um, I would have seen a few things around January and February and stuff and yeah right like geez, it was like proper lockdown like January February was worse than a few months before that so I'd say everyone was delighted just to have a bit of company in our lane away like yeah definitely um in those winter months like when it gets dark around five six o'clock it is hard to get out whenever it's lashing rain as well there's no point lying so Aye, yeah did you do some sort of a challenge in january or am i making that up yes uh january uh that's another thing i hadn't i had a kind of slightly pre-planned but i just went jumped into the water yeah <laughs> <laughs> I mean like fair enough fair enough to do it on New Year's Day grand like you know big whip like but <laughs> to do know, every day of January oh, that was good crack man. you got a couple of funny reactions yeah um, and then just throughout the month of January I ended up trying to bring a different fella from home every day I'm sure they were delighted yeah that's good <laughs> just a couple of hard days to get people but we got thirty. They got to thirty. I think it was in the end. So yeah, it was good. Crap. Good stuff. Yeah. Um. Ah. Yeah. So you were lucky. You were five kilometers from the beach. Like we were. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. We were all stuck trying to sneak out. Like. <laughs> Great stuff. Eh? Um. Moving on. Anyway, into kind of March and April time. But everything kind of starts to open up a bit more, and you're kind of thinking towards the summer. What's your kind of plans? Kind of moving it from the first few months of the company, and and what did you kind of plan to do over the summer? Uh, it was probably around that time where travel started to cross my mind and whether it was whether it was possible or not really. Yeah. Um from January up until I would say April, the hours that I was doing was I was glad that there wasn't football to be honest. Um yeah. it was it was probably something that I just wouldn't have been fit to really handle. Uh I was in a good routine of getting up at maybe five, six o'clock and there's days you're leaving the office at I ended up writing an office in time and was finishing up at eight or nine. Right. Um, and I always try to leave the laptop at home, but you know, you're going home and you're still looking at your phone, trying to check if everything's uh, going on yeah, yeah. stuff like that. So it was constant, really. Um, thankfully, like hours are still, there's a lot on the go now still, but it was, I'd say around April time where they started to kind of, I got a bit more of a handle of it. I had a bit more control of what I was doing. Aye, uh, yeah. So it was at that stage then where I started to think, if I had a good handle of it, maybe I could have a good handle of it in another country. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> so, so Spain started to cross my mind. Uh, I was just looking at other options. And it was probably around that stage too where a lot of people who were working in the fitness industry started to move abroad and uh, do yeah, exactly yeah. this. Yeah. So that's when I started to really realize it was absolutely possible. Um, and then I'd say it was towards the very end of April, the start of May, just ended up booking it. Um, yeah ran with it and still going pretty good out here now yeah good stuff and just kind of when you're talking about you know the organizational skills of the whole thing was that kind of something was that new to you in a way in trying to organize because these are all your own clients i suppose and you're not really working for a company anymore and it's all on you and your reputation how did you kind of find adapting to that i'd say the the year that i've done in the recruitment job was probably a massive help to me there was an awful lot of organization involved in that um, right in handling those people and then i think that transferred pretty well over to to what i do with other people as well but ultimately like 
I enjoyed the responsibility of it really because I suppose it's broad fitness and it's my name on it and if if it goes wrong it, it's me that's I no shame if it goes wrong because I know I've done everything I can to make sure it goes right um but yeah I suppose I really do enjoy that responsibility yeah and I suppose like you're always going to give it more when it's your name on it like um like we were chatting to um to Martin O'Reilly on on the podcast a few weeks ago and, and he was saying like you know it's your name that's on the company like like yourself and you just put everything into it because at the end of the day it's your own reputation and you want everything to be perfect like it gives you that extra boost I suppose to kind of make everything as as good as you can extra motivation yeah definitely uh and Killybegs Donegal is a small community as well so like people talk Aye. as much as you do marketing word of mouth is marketing as well yeah um you want people to be saying the right things about you and the only way you can do that is provide a really really good service yeah was there many people around that area west on or anything that was doing anything similar to yourself or um you don't need to shout out the competitors now Evan, but just... <laughs> <laughs> uh listen i think there's a everyone kind of taps into their own niche i think yeah yeah uh, as much as we all have the main benefit or the main aim sorry of helping people reach their health and fitness goals as such i don't think there is an awful lot of people that are providing the the emphasis that i was putting on mobility i don't think i yeah, yeah. fair enough <laughs> <laughs> grand job so anyway you head out to to spain what's your what's your initial reaction like oh, what am i doing now like or did you have a plan did you have accommodation booked what's the story yeah we i went out with one of my friends from home uh he was with me for four weeks and he was working online as well so we had a bit of a routine was right like, okay only space to work online um it was a pretty smooth transition really like this was it was the monday i moved over and it was the sunday i finished up working from home so i suppose i'm putting in the usual hours on sunday monday was a bit of a travel day it, it was kind of messy and getting things set up or whatever and then tuesday was pretty much just as normal um i just had stuff obviously pre-planned that if anything went wrong within that first two three weeks that i had something to kind of fall back on even content wise or if anything went wrong with the laptop or whatever they did a couple of things ready yeah. for that as well yeah just in terms of the the content there that you're you're speaking about you're on a few platforms are you on social media you're on is uh it... yes using instagram and tiktok primarily tiktok yeah how, how did you find kind of kind of making those videos and putting yourself out there on those platforms is that just part of trying to build the brand or did you mind it do you like that side of it like what's your kind of thoughts on it initially it was it was tough um, definitely initially it was tough i'd say the first video was tough um but you you do definitely grow thick skin to it pretty quick Aye, uh, yeah, yeah i have no problem doing it anymore um and that's only after seven or eight months but the start it is something that you you just have to come to terms with it. That's what you have to do. Yeah. Um, in order to get people to listen, to get people to look at you, and to get people to, to sign up. Um, but I mean, I think it's ironic if I were to say, I, d- I don't want to do it because it makes me uncomfortable whenever I'm asking people yeah, I work yeah. with to do stuff that makes them uncomfortable every day. Yeah. Yeah, so. no, it's fair enough. It just seems to be such an important <laughs> com- component of of what you're trying to do and a lot of people in the industry you have to use social media as much as possible like um obviously you probably would would have learned about that in your in your master's like but it's it just seems to be so important like and especially when you're when you're going away to to spain as well all those people in that industry are doing the exact same thing like so it's it's tough going like i'm, I'm sure 
Yeah, it is. Um, again, as I say, you, you build up the thick skin to it pretty quick. You know, like, even if it's, if I post a video that maybe, say, 3,000 people see, 1,000 people like it, yeah, 500 people watch the whole thing, maybe it's 10 people that actually it hits home for them and it might be relatable for them because you're never going to please everyone as such. So no. whenever you come to terms with that there and you're okay with it, yeah, uh, it's pretty much smooth sailing from there, really. Do you look at the analytical side of it in terms of the, the views of the video gifts of it? Yeah. A small bit, yeah. I try and not get kind of caught up on it. Um, it can be interesting in many ways, but I, I wouldn't say I'm a massive numbers person, so it's not something that I put a massive real emphasis on, though. Yeah, I know. I'd say it could, it could easily get into your head of really second guessing everything you're doing, you know, in, in a way, and it could it could end up negatively affecting it as well. Like, but Yeah. Like, uh, when you get to the next stage, I suppose it obviously is incredibly important, but for now, for me, I don't think it's something that I really, really need to focus on. Yeah. Um, so you're on Instagram and TikTok. Is YouTube ever an option for you, or have you ever have you thought about kind of going down that line in terms of maybe creating more content about what you're doing, or even more about yourself as well? Uh, maybe in the next couple of months. I'd say it won't be this year anyway, but maybe 2022 is something that could be looked into doing longer yeah. videos or something along those lines. It's a huge platform as well that probably shouldn't be ignored. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I'd say it could well be 2022, but for now, it's going to be Instagram and TikTok, I'd say, to see out this year anyway. Yeah, fair enough. So you head out to Spain anyway. Um, you, you said you went out with someone. Was it someone else in the same, doing the same sort of uh, no. thing as yourself? Or was no. it completely different now? Completely different industry, yeah. Right. Just kind of go through your, your daily routine out there. And maybe it might be similar to what you were doing at home, I suppose. But is there was there any kind of differences at all that you find when you went out to Spain? Uh... It's uh, getting up early is something that I tried to do this year anyway. Um, yeah. It was it was always a challenge at home because you wake up and it could be lashing rain. Over here, I find that <laughs> yeah. an, awful, an awful lot easier. And getting waiting at the gym opened at seven, so I was trying to get that in straight away. I think it really sets you up for a good day whenever I'm working. As much as it's a health and fitness job, it's sedentary whenever I'm working uh, yeah. all day, so I wanted to get activity in straight away. Um. So it'll be seven that I try and get that done. Might be back for half eight and just try and sit down to myself, have a coffee at quarter to nine. Um, probably at the laptop then nine till maybe lunchtime. Right. Um, have a bit of food. Might have a few one-to-ones to do with people. And then there's some back-end stuff maybe in the evening. But um, could finish up anything around five to six with the options there as well. If people want to, to do late sessions, because I know they obviously, there's people at home that are working nine to five. So... They've been yeah. doing from seven, eight, nine o'clock in the evening. But they told me to advance that options there as well. So it might be on late some evenings as well. So it kind of varies in terms Aye. of the day of the week, really. Not so bad. And what do you kind of do for your downtime then? Like, or do you get downtime out there? No, like? I, I do now an awful lot more than I did. Um, and it's really, it's just a different environment that are, that's why I wanted to come out here. It's easy Aye, to walk yeah, yeah. along the shore. On the beach in the evenings and everyone's doing the exact same thing it's a really good atmosphere yeah um so it might be we were staying right beside the beach so it might be beach or it might be pool yeah uh, uh, it's no fintra it's no fintra beach like no, no it might be it might no be slightly chance. warmer but it's no chance now <laughs> <laughs> um 
do you, do you listen to podcasts at all? Who do you kind of look up to at all in the industry? Do you, do you have any of those sort of idols or role models that you look up to at all? Or are you kind of just on your own path? Or um, Mobility side of things is functional range um, systems. So it's Dr. Andreas Spoon, who's based in America. Watch a good bit of his stuff online. Right. Um, that's kind of sciencey, so it's heavy going. Um, yeah. Do you enjoy that side of it, like the more technical aspect of it, or is it? Yeah, some of it's interesting. Um, some of it's a lot. It's really heavy, so there's a lot of sitting down and reading it twice, reading it three times. Yeah. Um, so that side of it, maybe him. Um, someone a lot of people have probably heard of, like, watching James Smith. Who, I don't know if you know him, he just is really that attitude where he doesn't care about anyone thinks. Right. Yeah. Uh, in this industry, it's really needed, and then locally, I would say. I'll give Kelly McCaffrey a shout out. He's been, <laughs> <laughs> been a massive help to me as well. So, yeah, um, he's Sligo based. So, between the three of them, I'd say they're the main people I kind of. Yeah, so I'd say I think it's good probably as well to kind of have that. Um, obviously yourself and Kelly, and like to have that kind of community aspect to it as well, where you know because you are kind of working by yourself and it's all on you in a way. So having that kind of someone that you can bounce ideas off as well is probably very helpful, very important. Like. Yeah, we would voice note every day and just seeing his voice note come in um, kind of puts your mind at ease because you know it's someone that can really relate to what you're going through. Aye, um, yeah. So it's it's been a massive help to, him, to me, sorry. Yeah. Um, what's kind of like the, the restrictions like over there? Is it Madrid you're in, is it? Or is it... Yeah. Um, yeah. Very, very minimal. Masks. Right. Masks in public, I think, is recommended, but it's 50-50. Right. Masks, <laughs> masks indoors whenever you're moving between tables and masks whenever you're moving between machines and gyms right yeah it's pretty much the height of what i've seen really to be honest yeah yeah so so as you're coming to the end of your time in the summer there you know another two weeks or so and then back to lovely championship but um <laughs> can you see yourself moving out a bit more permanently at all to to spain or you know or even trying a different country after um travel is something that i have a massive interest in so I obviously want to nail this business and get it right before I start to look after the travel side of things. Yeah. Um, and I have absolutely no Spanish, so that's something that I also, need to, <laughs> <laughs> I also need to look after that side of things. Uh, um, but yeah, the, the environment out here and the weather and everything, I've, I've enjoyed it from the get-go, so it's something I could definitely see myself doing in the future. If I have have you got down to... <laughs> Yeah, have you got down to Marbella at all? That seems to be the the, the no, place to be for all your fitness fitness buddies. I actually haven't tipped down there, but it seems to be definitely a hot spot. Yeah, it seems to be more Irish than Spanish down there, to be honest. Like just jammers, like um, just kind of talking about the business side of things and looking at the clients and and the way. What's the kind of the most rewarding thing for you whenever you're working with your client or you know getting a new person on board? Um, I whenever they're at the end of their journey is great, but going through the the ups and downs of it, like you see, what I obviously what I try and post is mobility based stuff, and some people post progress photos and stuff like that, and it's you know all that has to be posted, but I don't think it really yeah. gives a fair reflection on the whole journey. Right. Um. So I really enjoy going through the ups and downs of it with them. Um. And whenever I get, whenever it kind of clicks in for them that I care and i'm trying to give a service much more than probably what they expected yeah um it's really rewarding like i was up at 
half forest or something, silver and egg, silver and eggs to everyone's house, like <laughs> going around to the goal. So whenever they wake up, that was at the door. The small bits like that, just where I try and go above and beyond what they come to expect. Aye, yeah. And then the message you get of thanks uh, and appreciation means an awful lot to me. Aye. As much as obviously them getting to the end of their journey, the re- mm. realization that I care an awful lot more than what they probably expected means a lot as well. Yeah, that's great. I think to be able to, to be able to give that back, I suppose, to the to the clients as well. Like and show that you know that you're appreciative of them as well. Like so, it's yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, and what's your kind of your fate? I suppose you kind of touched on it already but your kind of your favorite aspect of the job and, and maybe of the whole experience as well out in out in spain um seeing some people's reactions whenever i'm on zoom and <laughs> <laughs> it's slashing rain and it's slashing rain for them but it's not for me can be funny. Yeah. <laughs> um nah but ultimately it's just i see myself as a people's person so you yeah know, with diff- different personalities every day is it's something that i really really enjoy um, and then I suppose as I say the ups and downs but it's great but whenever they get to the end of their goal and seeing how happy they are it's, it's fulfilling for me you know yeah and, and kind of touching on your biggest challenge in terms of either whether it was setting up the business at the start or working with the clients or you know overcoming some obstacles that you might not have faced what's kind of the biggest thing there um, at the start I'd say it was probably trying to get a balance and find a bit of time for myself as well I'd say up until April was was challenging. Um, you know, you're up at you're up at five or six, and you're doing a long day, and then you might be on Zoom at six or seven in the evening, mm. um, and you've already twelve hours in the bank, but you're still trying to provide a really, really good Zoom class or a really good. I, yeah. Sometimes that can be draining, um, but I suppose I put that on myself. Like you have to find balance and find time for yourself in order to keep providing that really good service. So. That probably was my biggest challenge, but it was inevitable, really, when I was thrown in the deep end from the start, and Aye. having to do all those hours was, uh, I did come to expect that. Aye, it seems to be nearly just par for the course, like, you know, that you, that you have to, at the start, nearly just put in mm-hmm. these rotten hours, and then it's kind of your own experience then, and, um, you know, getting more used to the job as well, where you can find time and time to train, like, so, and all that kind of stuff, and relax yeah. as well, like, so. Yeah, yeah, you really need to know what makes you click. I suppose, like, even if it is a walk on Fincher Beach or something like that, there, what time Aye. you schedule it in, or if it's coffee with your friends, what time you schedule that in. Um, yeah. Which might seem like a break, but it's all for the benefit of the service you're going to provide. If it's going to make me feel in better form, you know. Aye. Yeah, exactly. Um, Your time out in Spain, did you get into any events or did you have any, any sporting events, anything going on there or anything that you were interested in attending or is it all just work like? or? Uh, nah, there was no real events. Um, Euros is on, so there's a bit oh, of yeah, yeah. a buzz around that. Um, yeah. There was games up in Seville, they were about two and a half hours away and we didn't head up there, but uh, the atmosphere and being out here whenever those games were on for Spain. And all Aye, it sounds great. It's like, really good, yeah. Yeah, it's like being on holidays. Like when you're <laughs> you land over, you happen to be going over during a World Cup or a Euros or something. Yeah, like that. to the that. <laughs> I think the the USA team just beat Spain there in the basketball today. So it's not uh, it's not so good. How you? Was them into the semi? Nah. Would you follow much of the basketball? Uh, not so much the Olympics, but I'd watch the NBA. Aye, uh, yeah. Uh, I'd follow that a bit, but no, I would not so much the Olympics. Uh, Aye. No, well. the, um, crazy times is the only thing 
Asher, like Donegal is a big follow in terms of the NBA. I think a lot of people would follow it. Like, it's I think it's grown a good bit, yeah. Um, yeah. And Letterkenny as such has kind of grown basketball related as well. So. Yeah. Did Did you play for Donegal Town or anything? Or well, yeah, uh, that was another thing I done last year as well. Just went back. Uh, That's and great. Eh? And, then, <laughs> and then COVID put that in the back burner as well. So. Did you just go back before COVID? Did you? Uh, yeah, so oh, I got and then it was stopped. So. Typical. It's enjoyable, <laughs> enjoyable sport to go back to. Like, so. Yeah, I absolutely love it. Yeah. Um. Obviously, you're you're working more on the mobility side of things, and also the personal training and stuff. Is there any sort of interest at all in in kind of doing more study in terms of maybe nutrition side of things, or more in detail in terms of the the PT and fitness side of things as well? Yeah, um, it's something that I'll definitely look into as well. Um, probably the nutrition side of things I could probably do with improvement. Um, again, Killian's a, a nutritionist and he's been a massive help to me in that side of things as well. Um, he's on by this, Killian. Right? He's he he giving him a big <laughs> shout out here today. Uh, free advertisement. Right? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, in terms of like the literature and the amount of content, it's forever changing and there's endless amounts that you need to know that you can know if you want to. So it's just a, in terms of whether you want to, as I say, so it's something that I'll definitely look into in the future. I, yeah. Just ultimately to continue to improve the service, really, I suppose. Aye. Yeah. yeah. Where do you kind of see it going over the next few years? If what I provide? Aye, yeah, yeah. Uh, for now, I'd say it'll probably stay similar to what it is. It's just in terms of whether I'll really go at the niche is something that I need to look into as well. Um, yeah. In terms of, like... Is the mobility something that I can focus on on its own? Um, yeah, yeah. And put the other things to the side or handle them a wee bit kind of in the secondary side of things and primarily look after mobility. Um, opening a facility is something that kind of toyed around with for now. I don't think it's for me. I think it really glues you to somewhere. Mm. Um, and it's obviously how in Spain, so travel something that I want to do as well. Um, so I don't think that's for me now, but whether or not I'll go at that niche of mobility on its own is something that could be possible as well yeah yeah and in terms of your clients at the minute is it all kind of locally based in terms of Donegal or, or how far out have you have you gone uh, at the moment they're quite local um, there has been a girl who moved away from Kelly Bags who's based in Sydney I think I was working with her right um, and then someone who was in Donegal and had moved over to Vancouver so it was kind of they primarily come from Donegal. They always have connections, Aye. or Donegal, Sligo, Mayo kind of region. Um, but that's something I want to do as well. I really want to kind of prove that down the country and beyond Aye. as well. Exactly, going into Killian's territory there, you might want to go more Northern Ireland than <laughs> down Northwest. Like <laughs> I gave it up, I don't it. Now I you didn't throw up any posters in in Madrid or anything, did you? Now for any sort of. Uh, international international uh, clients now. <laughs> no, I can't say that. No. I've got to do a few Irish PTs over here as well. Did you? Uh, yeah, it's funny. Like, you can spot them in my way. <laughs> <laughs> they can spot me in my way too. Um, but just getting chatting to them. And whenever I'm over here on my own at the moment now, the last three, four, three weeks. Yeah. Um, so you're kind of exposed into the deep end as you say and you have to speak to other people which is interesting yeah you get to hear their stories and um if they're doing something really similar to me they kind of 
I throw ideas at me and I can throw ideas at them. So yeah, it's, it's interesting now. Yeah, it's it seems to be something that that a lot of people either in your industry or you know people that are trying to promote themselves as their own brand or their own company that surround themselves with similar type of people is is very important in order to grow like have you found that when you've gone out to spain definitely yeah uh even signing up for gyms and there might be a one-to-one going on over in the corner right okay surrounding myself with people in the gym who i like the idea of just everyone's in there to get better um the idea of no judgments is something that i really really enjoy um but then the one-to-one might be going over in the corner and as much as i'm in getting a session and i might be kind of taking a wee glance over and uh, yeah, yeah. there's always something you can kind of pick up and learn from as well and whenever I'm in a completely new environment in Madrid as well there might be something yeah. we might never have heard of you know we kind of discussed about doing your content on, on Instagram and TikTok and creating that brand do you, do you enjoy that aspect of it and is it something that you feel like you want to improve on or are you just happy with what you're doing at the minute and continue to kind of gradually improve on it yeah I like I like the the kind of strategy as such that I went with from the start. So you you mentioned that I got people to jump in the water. Um, ah, yeah. <laughs> and I got people up to the beach to do um, a hundred kilometer walk as well, different bits like that. So what I tried to do at the start was get as many people involved as possible. Right. So as I said, Killy Bags and Donegal's a really small community. So I tried to nail the content side of things where people see it online. But the more people I got involved, I thought could have promoted word of mouth throughout a small community really well um and then it was probably from maybe march on where covid picked up as well so i couldn't really get people in groups um but i tried to kind of start posting stuff that was really really genuine it was that mobility side of things so i had a video what kind of telling the story as to why i wanted to post mobility and where it came from right okay yeah um and then from then on i've just been posting really short clips that people can introduce to their to their day-to-day um there might be 15 30 second videos but I've done it um, and I've seen the benefits and as I say I wouldn't be posting it if I didn't see those benefits so um, the whole brand side of things is I think if it if it's genuine and it's true to you I think it'll I would like to think it organically will grow from there you know uh, yeah, yeah it come across better too you know like you know yeah, yourself like people, yeah uh, it's, we've all seen the people online who are posting stuff that it's just not them I uh, yeah and again, word of mouth can come in there as well. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. yeah, no, it's something that I would like to think organically will grow. People know it's genuine. Yeah, definitely. Um, One of the last things I, I have for you just is what's the kind of, the dream kind of outcome for yourself over, over the next five years or so? Is this something that you see long-term and, and what's ideally, what do you, what would you like to have in terms of clients or where you're living or what you're working at? Um, there's no metric as such that I want to work towards yeah. like in terms of like a long-term massive goal that I want to hit. Um, yeah. I would love the idea of just being known as the best at what I do yeah. um, locally and beyond that as well. It's something that I would love to be fit to say. I'd love for other people to know. Um, whether or not, as I said before, I'll just go into that niche on its own with mobility is something that I need to give a lot of thought to. Um, mm-hmm. I think that is possible as well. Again, I need to know if I'm going to go into that. Can or will I be the best at it? Yeah. Um, and just want to continue to provide them a really, really good service to the people that I'm working with locally and beyond. Yeah. Well, you're very. You're only nine months in, like so. You're <laughs> you're flying at the minute, yeah. like anyway. So I suppose we can <laughs> you can take it one step at a time. Um, is there 
do you see Canada where you need a bit of help at all in terms of maybe hiring someone in the future or is that a long way away yet or what's your kind of thoughts on that? No, I would say it's something that I'll probably do once I get home. Um, yes. I think that's another thing that's ironic if I were to not have a coach or it shows that I don't really believe in coaching if I don't have one myself, you know, I think. Yeah. And it keeps me really accountable as well because ultimately it's, it's me that handles everything and I have up and down days as well. And, um, yeah. But for someone keeping me accountable, I think it could be massively beneficial for me and for the business as well. Yeah. Um, so it's something that I'll probably do once I get home, really. Just who is going to be here, where they're going from is what I need to look into. But yeah, yeah it's definitely something I'll do. Yeah. And in your industry at the minute, like, or not in your industry, but in your kind of area, you know, it's it's online predominantly at the minute. Do you see yourself creating some sort of like a physical aspect of where you have your own space or are you too worried about that or what's your kind of plan for that uh i i would love to have a bit of a hybrid situation where i can do both uh work online and have physical one-to-ones having my own space is something that might be well down the line if it happens to be a long-term thing i think um for now i don't think it's for me yeah just at the age i'm at i think i want to see as many places as possible uh, yeah i don't think it would be the smartest thing to go very permanent like at this stage like you're you're definitely yeah. like like so yeah there's a lot of people that have done it younger than me and they've done it really really well um so it's not i don't think age is the issue it's just where i'm at at the moment in life and i just don't think it's for me when i'm this age yeah uh, but it's not to completely rule out in the future you know yeah i think we'll wrap it up there that was brilliant so it was um really appreciate you coming on again i think it's great what you're doing in terms of kind of taking the leap of faith to to, to follow what you want to be doing and have to give it a go and be very successful at it only only nine down the line so um hope you enjoy your rest of time in, in spain anyway and get to do a bit more travel before you come home anyway so um once again thanks again for coming on thank you very much for having me i appreciate it no